Welcome to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. I'm Emma, and this podcast is about me. Well, it's also about my older siblings and what we've taught our parents. I mean, what they've learned from raising us. I have one sister who's in high school, two brothers in college, and three married siblings. Did I tell you I'm an aunt, too? So as you can tell, my family is quite a handful. Mom says that even with all her mistakes and our imperfections, our family is a masterpiece designed by God. And God has placed on my mom's heart a passion for helping all her mom friends to know that your family is a masterpiece designed by God, too. Mom has written a series of books called Your Family, God's Masterpiece, and those books are full of practical ways to help all you moms find your focus to be the masterpiece God intended for your family to be. If you'd like to find out more from the Practically Speaking Mom, you can visit our online home at practicallyspeakingmom.com. Hope to see you there. Oh wait, I think Mom's got something to say too on the podcast. Sometimes on the Practically Speaking Mom podcast, I'll share with you a trial, triumph, and fave from my week. Our trials and triumphs as moms could also be called our valleys and our victories. Most days have some of both. I know you know that already. Now I'm going to share with you mine from this week, and it is my prayer that these trials and triumphs, and my favorite thing too, would all serve to encourage and equip you this week in your worthy journey of motherhood. It's such a privilege to journey together with you a little each week, every Monday on the podcast, and then throughout the week on the Intentional Mom Strong Family group in Facebook and MeWe. Did you know that you can also follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and MeWe at Practically Speaking Mom, my public page? If you haven't, I hope you will. You all are my encouragement to keep doing the work of creating this podcast each week. Now, it's been spring break week here at the Harrison House, and we have had an awesome time. Why, you ask? because I've gotten to spend time with all but one of my seven kiddos. Our two college sons came home for a visit, and two of my grown daughters brought my two grandsons all back to visit. It has been a week of fun and noise and mess and cooking and laughing and not enough sleeping. (laughs) I am so happy and thankful to report that even through all of the craziness of this week, I kept going to the gym to work out with my awesome trainer, Dina. Now, for those of you who don't know, I'm the mama of five grown kids, plus a teenager and a middle schooler, and three in-law kids, and I'm so honored to be grandma to two grandsons, along with, drumroll please, a sesame seed I haven't met yet. I know that sounds funny. I'll explain it. But my daughter, Becca, is expecting baby number three. She's been telling her three and four-year-old boys what size the baby is at each stage of development. When she first told them, she used the analogy of the size of a sesame seed, and it stuck with them, only they say sesame seed. So we pray for, and we anticipate the arrival of our newest little sesame seed, who is due on my birthday, October 19th. Funny thing is, Becca already has a child that's been born on my birthday. Best birthday presents ever! 
Now, all five of my grown children live away from us. The three oldest, who are all married, live in the city from which we moved away, Wichita, Kansas. Then I have two sons who are at college. Those are my five grown and then two still at home. As a mama of grown kids who live away, I want to tell you, that doesn't have to mean that you don't get to be in their lives. I am learning to distance adore and distance bless and distance pray for and distance grow with and distance impact and distance influence with all of my children. Distance does not have to be the ultimate obstacle, but it does require that ingredient that all of us on this podcast are so familiar with hearing about. Distance loving does require much intentionality. Now, perhaps I'll do a podcast sometime on the ways I've learned to distance love. But for today, I want to share my trial and triumph and fave for this week. I actually have a couple of some of those. So a triumph is what's working right in my parenting this week. And a trial is what's a struggle for me right now. And a fave, well, that's one little thing that's making a big impact on our lives. So let's start with my fave. It's a true mom life hack. I actually am borrowing this from my daughter, Becca, who is in her first stage of pregnancy right now, her first trimester. She doesn't feel good enough to be cooking. And so she's been trying to find shortcuts to this. So one of those is her breakfast hack for the boys, and that is chocolate protein powder in their cereal. I love it. I mean, what a great idea. So of course, you want to be selective in picking a protein powder that's not packed with sugars, or you want to pick quality. I will put in the show notes some recommendations I have for the protein powders I use. All right, so that's my fave for today. Let's move on to some triumphs. The first one is putting Easter Zoom baskets in their suitcase when they left. So I've gotten into this new little tradition that I've been doing through this entire pandemic. That's what brought it on. But I will continue it after that. And that is when holidays are coming up, I get some Ziplocs with their names and I put their names on them and they contain the ingredients for what we're going to do over Zoom together. So even though we don't live by each other, I can still do this with my little buddies. So for Easter, I put in their Ziplocs some things that I just picked up from Hobby Lobby, some simple arts and crafts things on the seasonal aisle of Easter. One was a scene that they put stickers on at the scene of the uh, resurrection. And the other one is this felt coloring cross and kind of sun catcher thing. So anyway, that was a triumph for me. That requires a little bit of planning ahead when I know that I'm going to be seeing them. But it's super inexpensive thanks to Hobby Lobby. I just always shop during their discount times for the seasonal items And it's something that we have grown to look forward to. Triumph number two, sending some cooked freezer items home with Becca. She's really been struggling with with being able to cook for the family while she's feeling sick. And the thought of chicken (laughs) makes her stomach turn. So I sent home some seasoned ground beef already cooked, frozen in Ziplocs, and some homemade mushroom soup so it doesn't contain gluten and 
you know, just some of the fillers that aren't that great for you and preservatives. So I sent home frozen jars of mushroom soup that she can put into dishes and then shredded beef. So those things can hopefully give her some meals help during this time. And my final triumph that I want to share with you before I get into my trials for the week is I hope that you find this last one encouraging because I definitely do. Being the mom of adult children and being able to have deep conversations that spur me on to love and good deeds that encourages me and my faith, these conversations fill me up to the brim with peace and pride. So can I tell you that from my heart without it sounding like bragging? I really am not trying to. I just want this to give you hope that all the effort you're putting in today is worth it. Keep pouring into your child. Keep shaping their habits and their perspective and their ability to goal set and their ability to make good choices. Keep working at it, mama. It is worth it. Your days of reward are coming. It's a bit of heaven on earth for me to sit around a table and discuss complex issues with my grown kids. I learn something from them every time. I'll mention only one thing this time, although there's really others I want to share. At the end of a long discussion that we were having about the difficult topics of race relations in our nation right now, of cancel culture, and of the great divide that seems to exist in our nation politically, my youngest son, Andrew, who's a freshman at College of the Ozarks, he summed it all up in this one simple thing. He said, What our nation needs is reconciliation, and the only way we can get it is by being grace-filled ourselves. He described grace as freely giving forgiveness, freely giving understanding, freely giving compassion and empathy. Grace is the simple, special ingredient required to produce an atmosphere of reconciliation in our land. Can you imagine that? Imagine if the atmosphere of our nation right now was an atmosphere of reconciliation and grace. It seems like we've gotten so far from that, or maybe we never really had it. I'm not sure, but I do know this. It starts with us. It starts with me. So I'm thankful that my son, Andrew, pointed this out. Now let's get into my trials for the week. Well, I need to plan ahead regarding videos for my little buddies. That's my first trial. I have lots and lots of wholesome DVDs in this house. The only problem is the TVs are not equipped with DVD players anymore. I need to be intentional with these precious little minds that are entrusted to my home from time to time. And I need to make sure I have a setup for them of a simple and quick way to stick to wholesome shows when they visit. They're only little once, and their minds are soaking in all the world around them right now, shaping the way they view the world and how it works, shaping how they view what is appropriate behavior, appropriate attitudes, appropriate words, appropriate responses, positive influences, Bible truths, The last thing that they need is some bad examples on display on some box on the wall at grandma's house. I must do better next time, and I will. It's not something to beat myself up about how it went this time, 
or to make me feel badly for being unprepared this time. But now that God has shown me this, I must take the time to have a better plan in the future. Now, I know, I know you could say, well, you could just leave the TV off. And that is true. But there are times where all of us adults would love to have an adult conversation or play a game together and have the little guys not having to be as watched. And so having some times like that are acceptable. I sure am not advocating for just making the TV a babysitter. Okay, trial number two and my final trial that I'm going to share with you from the week. I'm calling this trial combo parenting. It's where I have kids at different stages that require different types of parenting that may not feel like the best thing for another age child in the home. When all seven of my children lived under one roof, combo parenting seemed to make all sorts of situations more complex, from our choices for entertainment, or conversation topics, or restaurant choices, or road trip choices, or music choices. You pick an aspect of life, and combo parenting makes it more complicated. Unfortunately, that doesn't stop even after some of them are grown up. You see, here's an example from this week. It's tough to have grown kids and not grown kids because it creates this complex situation where the kids who are grown are coming home as guests while the kids who are here are learning to be hosts. This does create some tricky situations and it definitely leaves my younger kids prone to having their feelings hurt about it. So last night, here's what happened. (laughs) I fussed about something. A Costco sized bag of Chex Mix, I know this seems really petty, got opened when we already had an open bag. It's just that the open bag had gotten left in the van when everyone went to the park while I stayed home to cook supper yesterday afternoon. Well, the Chex Mix went out the door with them, never got eaten, but also never got returned. So when when it was late at night and they were all playing games like they like to do after the grandkids get put to bed and the parents get put to bed, they knew that Chex Mix was in the van, but they didn't feel like getting it. So they opted to open a new one anyway. Now, I discovered the new open bag and I say to all of those in earshot, what? Why did you open another bag when we already had an open bag of Chex Mix? You see, Chex Mix is sort of like liquid gold at our house. It's rare and precious. (laughs) We don't have junk food in the house very often, but on holidays, which includes spring break, I definitely get them some fun food. I also am a bargain shopper, and when I find a good deal, I stock up, of course, and I had stocked up on Chex Mix and put it in our party bench, the bench that stashes all of our special occasion food. It also is the stash for when one of us is going to a party and is supposed to bring a snack. So if they open a second one, well, that's taking away that thing that I could have taken to a party and thus taking away some savings of money (laughs) that I'll now have to spend the next time one of us needs to go to a party. You know the drill. Well, someone had gotten into the party stash, opened the second Chex Mix, and I was not a happy camper about it. Now, to be fair to myself, it wasn't wrong of me to be bugged about that. After all, I work hard to live within our budget, and it requires all of us working together to stay on budget, not just me. But here's where the real trial came into play. One of my grown daughters piped up and said, it was me. It was my fault. I opened it. 
Then I backed down a bit from my being upset, from my buggedness. I know that's not a word, but I'm using it. And I said, well, I get it. I mean, you all know what a penny pincher I am and how hard it is for me to take moments like these, but it's just checks Mix and it's five bucks and I can be okay. And then it happened. The sound came from the other room. I heard one of my younger daughters say, glad it was you that did it since you can do no wrong. Wah, wah, wah. One of my not-raised-yet daughters was sending signals that life was kind of unfair right now, that she has to be under my authority, receive correction and direction when my grown kids get some passes. They don't have to deal with all the things the younger kids have to deal with. It's tough to have some kids that are guests and some that are hosts at the same time. It drains me too to have to ask the younger ones to do things that I'm not asking the olders. I'm very aware of that. And no doubt that is even harder on the youngers than it is on me. So it was time to revisit a conversation I'd had plenty of other times, but how quickly they forget the principles of the past, right? Side note here, you know, God has to deal with us on the same issues lots of times too, and he remains patient and I need to remain patient as well. Again, this is, this is a trial I'm sharing with you here, not necessarily what I'm doing right, about what I'm doing wrong. So I needed to say it again. I needed to say, Abby and Emma, I'm sure it must completely stink to have to play host to your older siblings. I know the olders don't take advantage of that, but nevertheless, there are some things here, like you have to wash sheets and make beds before they come, and I ask you to help in more ways than I ask them to help. I hope you know This is not because I feel favoritism towards them. It is because they have already been in your shoes. They've already learned to serve under my leadership. They have been a child in this household. Truth be told, I was actually exceedingly harder on them than I am on the both of you. And they also had younger siblings to care for that you guys don't have. They've served their time, and now I serve them when they come. When you are grown, I will do the same for you, as you will have faithfully served your time as well. And another little thing to remember, when you visit their house, you are the guest and they are the host. They wash your sheets and ready your room for your arrival. I do feel for you, and I'm sure There is frustrating aspects to this that I just hate that you're having to experience, but I need you to know I love you just as much, but because you're in a different stage, I have to love you in a different way and your life has to look different from theirs. So whatever stage, moms, that you are doing combo parenting, I hope you'll remember that things don't have to be the same for all of them right now. It is okay for it to look different ways for different kids, but we've got to have that talk with them and probably have it frequently. Well, today we've been looking at my trials, triumphs, and faves. Our trials and triumphs could be called our valleys and victories, as I told you before. If we want to grow from our victories and valleys, we need to identify why it was a trial and how it became a victory. It helps to look for those things. Now, oh wait, I didn't mention to you. Here's the newsflash, moms. Your valleys today 
may be tomorrow's victories that just haven't developed yet. They haven't done their work yet. Work in others or work in you or work in God's agenda or all of the above. Now, I'm not saying that all values are a result of me and my choices or a result of you or, or of God, but each valley can be a fertile soil for growing. We have to look for the seeds of growth in every valley. They're there. If we look with a prayerful heart seeking God's perspective in order to grow in the valley. That's what we've been doing today. We've been talking about my valleys that I needed to grow in and my victories that I'm getting to experience the reward in. And I'm so thankful that we get to walk together every Monday. Do you know a mom who could use some encouragement or practical solutions in her life? Will you share this ministry with her? You and your friends can find my podcast, blog posts, books, and lots of other resources on my website, practicallyspeakingmom.com. Oh, I've got to tell you what is coming on the podcast. The next two weeks will be a conversation that I recorded this week with my daughter, Becca, and I can't wait to share some insights that we talked about together. May the Lord bless you this week in your valleys and victories as you look for the seeds of growth. See you next Monday.